Here at Total Wine & More, you'll find what you love and love what you find, especially our totally low prices. That rosé you recommended was a hit. What should we try for more fun in the sun this weekend? Your friends will love this refreshing sparkling wine. <laughs> Perfect. Wow, that price is refreshing too. Find what you love, love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. With the lowest prices in the DMV. Drink responsibly, B21. Home. They say it's where the heart is. They also say it's wherever you make it. They don't say it's where you unload your stuff, get tired halfway through unpacking, use some boxes as furniture, realize your oven mitt's in a box that doubles as a nightstand, don't want to buy a new nightstand, and use a towel as an oven mitt instead. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on renters and car insurance. Easier than grabbing a piping hot pan with a towel that's a bit too thin and trying to quickly get it to the counter. Ooh, hot, 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 hot. Hello there, this is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo once again. It's episode 350. Sears and reindeer. You know, it's hard to say when you do something plural to not make the other one plural, even though it's plural without an S. So uh, we're in the subtropics, right? Everyone knows that. Florida Keys, um, Keys bartender now. And uh, like many places in the world, if you're not in a big city, you don't have access to a lot of different choices in retail. So, you know, we have um, all these, you know, you always have the basics in some of our small towns. Sometimes towns are so small, I imagine places like Alaska, remote places with small populations where you have maybe even 100 miles, you don't have a store, a general store or anything like that. But, yeah. I understand it's our hardship is that we have to go 30 miles to get to a wide selection of retail, which even in most states in the United States, there's tons of people that live a uh, hundred miles or more from a myriad of choices. Right. So, you know, that same small town things we contend with is, um, Instead of 36 flavors, you may have a place that only has 20, 12, 10 flavors of ice cream. Pizza choices, you may get, you know, try to get a hold of a Sicilian pizza someplace. And I'm not talking about Domino's or Little Caesars. I'm not going to say the other one. I don't even, I don't even like that pizza, the one with that guy's name in it. Um, today, I went searching. I had to go to three different stores to find a three-prong plug adapter so I can plug in two prong lights into them. So, but of course we have three Asian massage parlors within 10 miles and well, actually two Asian massage parlors uh, and three palm readers in a 15 miles. But uh, I mean, it's weird. I guess because we're a tourist economy and stuff like that, it kind of makes sense. But Living in paradise, where you know, we have 43 keys, the one road that connects us, US 1, comes from our mainland from the tip of Florida, 125 miles all the way down to Key West through Key Largo, Tavernier, Isle Mirada, Marathon, Little, you know, Little Deer Key, and 
into Key West with all the other uh, keys in between. And you get some places like Marathon where they have a, uh, and it's further, the further you get away from the mainland, the more it makes sense for people to put up like in Marathon, they have a Home Depot and a bunch of different stores because they draw on all the keys, the population from 20 miles south of Marathon to 25, 30 miles north. Because once you get to above Vile Marata, it kind of makes sense to go to the mainland to get get the items you need, right? And with everything the way it is recently, with uh, COVID, not necessarily here in the Keys, but a lot of small towns, retail has gotten even more difficult. But if you're willing to wait two days, almost everything is available. You got Amazon, Etsy, Zappos, Car.com. You can even practically buy a house without even leaving your house and getting all the insurance and everything online. But it's still amazing that I see things, old style things that I used to see as a youth, uh, as a child on television. Yesterday at work at the Catch Restaurant in Key Largo, watching the University of Miami and before that the Notre Dame-Syracuse game. And they had commercials for things like the tactical flashlight, laser tag rifles, a butcher knife, air fryers. And right at the bottom, I was always, I thought it was interesting because here it is, December 6th. And I'm thinking, oh, well, I remember those places. They used to be like four to six weeks, the delivery for these items. And don't you know it right at the bottom where they go and do the you know, shipping and handling and all that shit. Uh, it says allow four to six weeks. I mean, that is so antiquated. Four to six weeks. And think of that. Your early delivery would be in January. So, I mean, spending that money in prime, you know, in prime, right? In prime time for the holiday shopping season, you figure you get people like, find us on Amazon. Find us, you know, Target. Target makes sense. You know, they do the they do the two, three day thing, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, they got the places advertising, oh, you can order and we'll pick up curbside, or you can go in a shop if you're in Florida, you know, we're, we're a little more, uh, I hate to, I'm going to use the right language, less restrictive, meaning even, I'm not making a judgment call on that because I think actually it's smart when you're trying to reduce person-to-person infection. But I, it brings me back to this thing. We did a show last, last year, and it was Sears, Sears Robot. And a lot of younger people, they maybe not ha- haven't in, even been in a Sears department store. And the department store wasn't even the, the thing for Sears. Sears and Robot, that's what the full name was, they started out as strictly catalog Meaning, that was you know old style online. You get the catalog in at the end of summer, August, September, 
and people start looking for you know things they get it for the, for the next year and they had everything they they had uh, they had pharmaceuticals uh home care everything and even uh some food items clothing obviously clothing uh lawn care tools toys costumes everything you can at one time you could order a kit for a home, for a full-size home. I'm not talking about a trailer. They give you a kit where they send all the supplies, and then you assemble a home, all the lumber and all that stuff. I, I, I can't imagine how many shipments that would be. And I guess the logistics would have to be really be good because it kind of be crazy if they sent the roof first, right? You'd have to send the things for the foundation, I imagine. We'd be kind of ridiculous and counterintuitive to do all those things but they deliver it and you had these and you had a delivery uh, different delivery system back then there was no UPS there was the post office but bulk items came by Wells Fargo and made famous by currently made famous because they were always around they were famous in the 1800s everyone knew who the Wells Fargo people were they weren't a bank back then they were a delivery service and uh, they actually made a song for it in this uh, musical called the music man where this uh, closeted gay man (laughs) no he wasn't but robert preston was the star of the movie when they adapted the musical to a movie and shirley jones uh the mother of the partridge family was his love interest and um, there was a song in it called uh the Wells Fargo wagon is a coming down the street. I wish, I wish I knew what it could be. So that was always when that Wells Fargo wagon was coming to the street. Everyone, especially in small town America, when you never needed anything. And most of the things, a lot of things that were coming, were coming from Sears and Robux. So that was kind of like a partnership. I guess I did, should have done a little research. But um, if you didn't live in a big city, it didn't have a lot of access to things. Obviously, people didn't even know their choices before Sears Roebuck. You went to the general store in your town, and what they had, they had. You know, very rarely do you go to a place in which there's, I think Levi Strauss did the thing where they actually sold jeans. That was, uh, but most people bought fabric, and they made their clothes. And it, in the big city, the big city is where you would go. And if you were in the big city, you can go go to a department store and buy co- clothes off the rack. But in almost the rest of the, the country, when people went into a place, if you're going to buy clothes, you were buying the fabric and you were buying the patterns and things like that. So it's really interesting. It makes me think about this day and age, especially with the pandemic, what people have an expectation for so when they go shopping they just look and they get to look at um, let's say my wife wanted a decorative light for the front of the house a laser light she likes she likes those and there's actually a plethora of them many to choose from there's Christmas ones, there's laser ones, there's moving patterns, all these different lights for laser lights. Or if you're looking for sunglasses or pens, 
There's literally hundreds of pens you can choose from, from all over the world. But the funny thing is, and I go back to the ESPN commercials and stuff, and I'm sure that happens on CNN and things like that, depending on, you know, what they're showing. You know, when the, the game's on, they actually have the higher price commercials on, you know, for vehicles and uh, tractors and all that shit. But if you're on Amazon, if you're not careful and you're looking at something, you could be ordering something that's not in stock. I've done that before where I ordered a cell phone. And they originally told me it was going to be uh, about five days. And after five days, it didn't even show shipped. Then waited two. And then it started saying two weeks. And then at two weeks, I, I mean, the cell, the cell phone I was using was still working, but it was kind of crapping out. So eventually they couldn't really tell me what, and I just had to cancel the order. And said, I'm sorry, it's outside the canceling. I said, well, it's before it ships, you shouldn't be able to, you know, obviously it, it showed, it didn't show in transit, it just showed order. And they had an, an abbreviated canceling system. So I had to cancel. They got to be careful when you order something and say when it's available. It says estimated, when it says estimated delivery, that's the time. If it's like two weeks out, there's a chance right now that you're not going to see it on Christmas. So it's best to see you'll get it on Thursday. You know, if you don't get it in four days, you know, chances are it's one of those things you're going to have to get from, they're just cranking them out at the factory or whatever, or whatever Chinese factory they got five-year-olds working at. I, I know that's horrible to say shit like that. But, um, you know, it is Christmas. We just had in Key Largo, they, at the uh, government center at 102, which is right across the street from a restaurant. A friend of mine, Bonnie, who works at the Turtle Rescue Center, who I, I'm going to try to have on the show on Tuesday to talk about uh, Turtle Rescue down here in the Keys, and I guess around the world. Um, when I say Turtle Rescue, I think it's Turtle Release because of all the development on, along the coastlines around the world. Uh, sea turtles are in danger because of lighting and the development. So they don't have any place to uh, bury their eggs and things like that. You know, you've seen everyone who's watched a wildlife video seen the hatching of baby turtles and how they struggle to get to the ocean. And it's really neat to see that hundreds and thousands of turtles going there. And then you have the seagulls and stop going out and grabbing them. And it's just, uh, you know, it breaks your heart, but that's a circle of life. But the more turtles they release, the more they you need to release them so they can go out there and eventually go back. I mean, I, I guess they're learning to go back to beaches that exist. But, you know, in the developing nations where these beaches are, and we, I mean, we did it to our own uh wildlife i know that uh some places in the keys you'll see when you go down to the lower keys you'll see red lights or um these uh low impact lights so these uh turtles aren't distracted from going to the ocean i guess we'll get more of that on tuesday and what was my point in that you got to watch that when you get to a certain fucking age you start forgetting what exactly what you were talking about 
And what I meant, I was talking about the tree lighting ceremony at the government center. Bonnie was, uh, it was the Chamber of Commerce. And each year they used to do that in the Florida Keys. I should post some of the pictures we had. They have this um, 40-foot tree in front of the government center. And each year they'd have the a little fair going there where you had local goods, you know, the guy that produces the local honey, uh, you know, different art uh, items, you know, people that paint coconuts. They'd have Mr. and Mrs. Santa. You get the pictures taken off with them. They put a little, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, uh, an ice rink, but it's not ice. It's, it's an adaptive plastic and it have special skates you could rent. And actually, the rent, it was free. They supplied it for free. And they had a DJ, and they had a band, and they had refreshments, you know, wine, beer, uh, different Christmas cookies, and all different things there. And it was it was a community event. And you'd see the people that normally participate in it. And, and you know, Key Largo is under 10,000 people year-round. And at that time, this time of December. There's not normally not a lot of tourists planning on coming down here. So it would be all locals. And you'd see your friends and neighbors there. And it was a community event. But this year, due to it, the Chamber of Commerce decided that it was more responsible to do a remote lighting where they took the picture of it. Now, you can question the viability or popularity of a remote tree lighting ceremony. If you've seen the Rockefeller Center one uh, this past week, it was, was it Monday or Wednesday night? Well, one of those nights, I think it may have been Wednesday night or Monday night, but we had it on at the catch. And they started at around 7 o'clock and they had the socially distanced entertainers and things like that going on. And you had the host of it standing in a, a room with a green screen, I, I guess. And the different entertainers from L.A. on with the backdrops and stuff like that. Now we've heard friends of mine who are watching saying this is the worst Rockefeller Christmas special. And I'm looking at it and I go, how could you even judge that? I mean, I saw when I used to, I really never watched it. I just watched it for my daughter and my wife. It wasn't one of those things. Oh, the Rockefeller Christmas tree is going to be lit. You know? So, I mean, it's going to be lit. It's going to stay lit. So if I ever want to look at it, it's, oh, that's a nice tree. So to say this is the worst one, the same people, the same, you know, the people that volunteer are people, a lot of times it's heavily weighted against uh, people that are popular on that network, like Kelly Clarkson, and people that are starting to see their stars decline, like Megan Trainer and, uh, oh, I was going to say Third Eye Blind or something like that, but it was some dude from a band that was in the 90s, and he, you can see he had tons of plastic surgery, and he did a couple of those. And then a guy who was like a Michael Buble type. And uh, you always get that guy. Who's the guy that's married to uh, John John Legend? 
John Legend. He all John Legend always participates in those things, even though he's he's famous and his stars way up there. John Legend, uh, he does it for his kids. I think he does it for his kids. He's he's a good guy. So I couldn't say it was the worst. People were mad, mad because people are wearing masks and they're separated, and it just reminds them that this year's a little different. And we're going to have to do things a little different. So right now I'm going to take a pause. I'm going to be right back and maybe I can insert a commercial at this point. I'll be back in one moment. Okay, we're back. I hope you didn't, uh, anything happened to you. I hope you're still healthy. But recently I've had several friends that were asking me questions and they're, they live down here in the Keys, and I think we may have spoke about this before in previous episodes. You always hear me. We spoke about this before, but I always try to shed a new light on it. But there's people like anywhere in the United States, and it could be especially harder since the pandemic. A lot of people spent time with their once significant other. Now, it's recently separated or divorced, and they're alone or People that come down here without partners or in, in between partners, and they ask me, Hey, Jim, I just want to meet someone nice. And they're, once again, small community. And I'm sure you relate to that a lot. If you, you know, have a tendency to stick to the same places, like there's here, there's a Caribbean club. There's a bar we belong to. So if you're waiting for someone to come into the bar that I belong to that's available, every so often I'm there a lot more than they are. And I'm there a lot longer than they are. And they said, well, how did you meet people? I said, when I first came down here, you know, when you're working 40, 50 hours in a bar, you just run into everyone. And you find, get the information whether, you know, what their marital or relationship statuses, and they have to talk to you. So I had an in right away. Wasn't that I was any better than they were? In a lot of a lot of ways, there's guys have a lot, and and women have a lot more to offer than I do. And they have l- less of an entree into the conversation, but they're, you know, like the song says, they're looking for love in all the wrong places. Not that you can't, and I've met plenty of women in bars and nightclubs and restaurants. Not necessarily restaurants as much in that I wasn't working at, but a bit at bars. But you have a tendency of finding people that you are simpatico with. And if you happen to be a person that indulges in the drink, and here I am, a bartender, giving advice to those. If you tend to drink a lot, Think about it. You drink, you imbibe, and you meet someone later in the night. You're going to meet someone. If they find it acceptable that you are drinking like 15 drinks or you know, eight drinks, they have a tendency to be similar to that or accepting of that. So you're going to meet someone that probably was like previous relationships, someone that was, oh, yeah, maybe, well, they're nice. They're, they're all right, but maybe they're not always like that. 
that's three ways it can work out or multiple ways it can work out. What am I saying? The first being, oh, well, I just met this person on an off night when I had a bunch of drinks, but he's nice looking. He has a good job and he has a very nice car and uh, it wasn't too bad that night. I mean, he didn't get sick. But then when they notice that's a pattern, there are several things that can happen. It's like, well, I'm okay with that. And if they're okay with that, that means they're always going to be okay with that, meaning they're used to something like that. And they're going to enable you to do that. So if you ever want to change, that person's not going to really help you change. Uh, Or it's going to be a person that says, well, oh, my God, that's unacceptable. And they'll just be with you for a certain amount of time, and you wonder why they left. And then they'll meet someone who better suits the type of demeanor and lifestyle they want. So as to this theme of looking for love in all the wrong places, try going to a different place. If you don't go to the gym, go to the gym. And first of all, it's great for your health. Get into a pattern of taking care of yourself. You got to spruce up the package. You have to do that fixer-upper thing with your real estate. You'll put on a fresh coat of paint, fix the floorboards, fix the roof, work on the plumbing. I mean, if you do it right, you'll get your plumbing fixed right away, if you know what I mean. Uh, There's, if you, I mean, obviously, if I don't see, every so often I see people that are somewhat religious, but also have a drinking problem. And I said, well, you know, maybe you should go and join a couple social groups there. That's always great. But you got to watch out. Religious people frown on heavy drinking a lot of times, unless you're Catholic. I know I'm, I'm Roman Catholic, so if you get pissed off. Yeah, if you, you want to belong to a group, join a Catholic singles group. Now, if you join a Jewish singles group, you're definitely going to have to curtail your drinking. It's not going to be like a really... You're not going to find a wide array unless you find a specific group of, uh, you know, but Jewish, you know, there's Christian mingle. There's, oh, what's that? That's J-Date. J-Date. You need to find a J-Date border on social drinking. Uh, there's parents without partners. That used to be a big thing uh, 30 years ago before the online parents without partners. I don't even think it exists anymore. We used to, I used to work in catering. And when I was bartending, the parents without partners thing, holy crap, they were, I mean, that was a hookup place. And we used to do one, we'd be about 250 people. You know, you get like 120 women. And I was bartending. And you'd see that the women be looking around and then they go and look, oh, there's not a lot of guys here. They had to go to this group to meet it. And somebody, you see some women that are dragged along by their friends. And, uh, yeah, that was a, I used to, I used to end up having, I know it sounds creepy and stuff like that, but I meet a woman there. But you got to remember, when you're a young single guy, that is not always the most optimal place to see a woman who's actually seeking another person who has children. So you're not actually filling that part of their lives that you need. I met a woman when I was, I guess I was, what was it, 27, 28 at the time. And she was in her late 30s. And she... uh, 
that, you know, if you never had, if you're a guy and never had children and you're at the time, you're still dating girls without children and you'll end up dating someone with a child. Uh, you realize after a while you start saying, start questioning yourself. You know, they were, they're looking for someone stable, someone that they're looking for someone who could be a type of father figure, not the father figure sometimes, but it's type. So you got to look out for that. So I mentioned a gym. I mentioned church. There's professional groups. Professional groups are, um, you can become, if you're a guy, like let's say you're in real estate, there's women in realty. There's uh, professional women's groups. You become an associate member by supporting them. Now, you shouldn't make that your whole goal just to meet women. You should actually have a business reason to associate with them. And that could actually be like an adjunct or, you know, plus thing. Just say that the the meeting of women, available women. And you, when you're, I sound a lot like uh, Tom Cruise's character in uh, Magnolia, if you've ever seen it. He talks about having a plan. But meeting people, it's good to have a strategy. See, Men and women differ in the way. Oh, they used to differ. It used to be that the stereotype was women were strategic in a search for partners. And men were tactical. Meaning men were looking for someone short term. And women were looking for a long term relationship. Uh, Nowadays, I think the field is evened out a lot. A lot. There are tons of women out there that are looking for like that Tinder date or whatever the thing is now where they just hook up because they want to have their career. So having a career, if you want to go and get a job, you want to get a job, you got to move to uh, San Antonio or Something opens up in Denver, Atlanta, and stuff like that. You know, why, why do you want to be in a long-term relationship? You have to do things like that. And there's guys that have been dating for a while. They're looking for something long-term. So the point is, like, with the tactical and strategic, if, you, if a tactical person meets someone that's strategic and they know that ahead of time, the strategic person, the one that's looking for a long-term relationship, will look and say, well, I'm not interested. You're going to damage my goods. But if it's, you know, sometimes a strategic person will go, well, this guy's really good looking. Um, I'd like to turn him into my strategic plan for a long-term relationship. A lot of times it doesn't happen that way because, and, and the same thing with a girl. You have a girl that's out having a good time and she's being tactical versus strategic. And she's just looking for short time, good time. And that started how I saw that in the 90s. Yeah, a bunch of times. I used to meet a lot of girls that were just in the short term. But every so often, you got someone that pretends to be tactical and are actually thinking strategically. And that's a big problem. So maybe if you're playing it fast and loose, meaning just going out there meeting people, it's good to be both being tactical and open to a strategic because it'd be kind of silly. What's the point? Um, you, you want to tell a lot of people, if you're talking to someone who is looking for the possibility of long-term relationship, they want to know that you have the opening in your heart or your, 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 your 
life for a long-term relationship. But you want to also say, listen, I'm also open for a short-term relationship too. And that's the way life is. I think that's the way most people are. They pretend to be one thing or the other. I'm looking for long-term, looking for short-term. People that like long-term, they want the safety of a relationship. I don't want to have to worry about that. But then there's some people that are just, they may have pretended to be in there for the long term. And they're just waiting for the next best thing to show up. And they're able to rationalize, oh, their mind starts putting up reasons. Well, this person is very critical of me, not very fun. They depress me. They're very demanding. They're... uh, They're not taking care of themselves. Our goals aren't matching. Financially, he's not very supportive. Financially, she's very spendthrift or vice versa. Financially, he's a spendthrift and I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm, there's a lot of women nowadays. I see a lot more than I've seen before, but it always seemed to happen. I think people didn't really consider it. There was a lot of women out there that are big time earners and these guys, especially down here. I see a, uh, a, bu- a bunch of women that are the breadwinners. And then you have guys that are just kicking around, doing their shit. You know, there's a, and, and that's not a rule or an exception. It's just one of those things the field has evened. Where, the, you know, people... Uh, gold diggers, gold diggers nowadays could be men and women. And the same thing with a short-term, long-term relationship. So if someone's kind of uh, looking for a financial gain, they're looking for a long-term relationship, long-term stability. I had my father tell me one time, he said, you know, Jim, that is building a relationship with someone. You can build a relationship just as easy with someone who's financially well off than someone who's not so. But I mean, what don't you, shouldn't you bring both, bring something to the table? So if someone, I have always had this feeling that if you'd have to be a pretty incredible person to offset your dearth of income and financial well-being and their uh, accumulated riches. You better bring a lot to the table. There's got to be an imbalance in another part, like the physical. You have the guy that looks like, let's say Rudy Giuliani and Charlie Theron. Put them together. Well, Rudy, you better be a billionaire. And Charlie Theron, you better need a lot of money because that's not going to work in the long term. Or the Nicole Smith model. Or the, let's see, Kelly Clarkson model, where the guy, whoever that guy was, Kelly Clarkson's worth, what, $100 million? And this guy comes around. I know he's probably has money in his own right, but there's no way he has the money, the Kelly Clarkson money. So when you're looking for relationships, you've got to be mindful of all these things. It's like a, a chess game that you're not playing can't be seen to be playing that game. You got to become natural at it. Going to places. You know, there was a movie in, I only know this movie because it was put in a movie. Uh, There was a movie by Steve Martin called Dead Men Don't, Steve Martin and Rachel 
wore dead men don't wear plaid. It was a Carl Reiner film, I think. And it was made in the 80s. And they use excerpts from movies from the 1940s, black and white movies. And they'd take, and you'd see the back of Steve Martin or the front, and he'd be playing with James Cagney, Humphrey Bogart, Robert Mitchum, uh, Kirk Douglas. And there was uh, Fred McMurray. He was in the late 40s, early 50s in the movies before he was in the 60s in a, uh, a TV show called My Three Sons. And I was actually too young for that, but there were reruns when I was a little kid. And Fred McMurray would cruise the supermarkets for women, and he would slant, you know, kind of take his shopping cart, run into another woman's shopping cart, and then take him to his place and give the girl a Mickey, knock her out. Steve Martin was dressed up like a woman and stuff like that, and he ends up uh, being um, seduced by Fred McMurray. You know, actually, it's not like. Uh, well, I don't even I don't even remember if anything really happened to him or anything uh, crazy, but that's that's some shifty shit. But yeah, there's a possibility you can meet someone at the supermarket if you're not careful. I did actually meet uh, two girls at the supermarket because I just kept on running into them, not physically running into them. It's a, you know, like um, it was. Um, that's a it's a time a story for another time. But there's almost any place you can go. If you go bike riding, if you go to belong to any different group, there's groups out there all the time. And if you really want to get it, you can belong to, um, there's civic groups, there's political organizations, there's groups all over nowadays. There's online groups you can belong to. We have similar likes. If you like Comic-Con, you may want to meet a girl that likes Comic-Con because she'll understand when you go there and you like to dress up like Batman and she needs to be Shira, Right? Or Wonder Woman. That could be a beautiful relationship. There's Furby groups, people that like to dress up like plush animals and stuff like that. I'm no judge of that those that stuff. You know, love is love. And for, I mean, the same thing goes for, I, I, I truly believe the same thing goes for a gay, gay relationship. Gay, transsexual, they're all, it depends on where you go. If you're going to the same place and you're a gay man, you end up going to a gay club, you're going to meet the guys that always like to hang out at gay clubs, party all night. The girls go to a nightclub, stuff like that. That's And your guy, you meet a guy uh, guy there, that's where he goes. He likes to go cup clubbing. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's stories, love stories, where guys go to uh, gentlemen's clubs where they meet an uh, exotic dancer. Or vice versa, where a girl meets a guy who's a... Uh, Male stripper, right? There's all different places, but the likelihood is not as much because of the nature of the job. Not that the people doing the job are less likely to want to be in a relationship. Maybe they aren't. Maybe they are. But uh, when they're in that doing their job, they aren't necessarily looking for someone. You know, they could find somebody, but do you really, you know, at that point, if that's what you're looking for? Maybe that's your one. If you're polyamorous, if you like to have a couple, maybe you can join a group like that. Make sure you're on the, you know, uh, be on the side you want to be. If you want to be the one where you, I'm going to be in a thing where the guy doesn't bother me too much. So you're going to be one of multiple women with one guy. Or if you're one with a lot of attention, you may, you're going to have maybe a little more difficult. I'm not sure how it is. You'd be the one woman with multiple guys. Why not? What's good for the goose, good for the gander, right?
Uh, I know this is we're not deep into the holiday season right now, but this one, uh, as we get closer, I'll stay away from the uh, the, the sex stuff. So uh, we are almost forty minutes into it. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, I try to. I'm trying to get these shows up and going so we can have all different. Um, to 350 on, on the March episode uh, 400. I want to get uh, as many of you to share this show as much as you can. Share with your friends. Not all the people enjoy the show. I realize that. I appreciate that you do. But if you have people like-minded, maybe we can do some kind of... I don't I don't even know the breakdown of men and women to listen to the show. I have a feeling it might be 50-50. And I think the the age spread may work for, I'm, I'm sure it probably be, I'm sure the lower end would be around in the 30s. And I'm thinking it go up through the 60s, maybe even 70s. But uh, maybe someday I'll, I can play uh, Cupid for some of you guys. And like I said, I'm a notary. And if you ever come down to Florida and stuff like that, and I, uh, I said, if you're a listener, yeah, I'll perform your ceremony gratis. But if you're a listener... Or, and I hook you up. I'll definitely do that. Maybe we can do something. Uh, I'd like to get enough listeners that we're able to get the right kind of sponsors and things like that. I haven't really gone out looking for the sponsors. But if you share the show with your friends, you write some reviews, uh, get the numbers up and things like that. We'll get the right kind of sponsors. I'll be able to go to some of the resorts. I'll be able to bring you down, guys down here. Have your place to stay. Do a nice package for you guys. And, uh, you know, who, who's knows? We can have like a, uh, I'll get a, a little mingle weekend for you guys. Not for me, obviously, because I'm in a relationship. And you know what? It would ruin my brand. I wouldn't be the right. I always explain this to people and stuff like that. I wouldn't be me as the lech. I used to do the lech years ago. And I did it for many years. But being in a relationship now, I've done all that stuff in the past. I don't look down my nose at it. I'm just saying I've done that. And I see the value in a long-term relationship now. I see the value in working on it. I see the vac- value of being around with someone and learning something new and changing. People change as they get older. I don't care about people saying they don't change. They're more accepting of each other. Sometimes you get tired of people's personalities and the way they do things and the way maybe in the morning they're not as nice but and and then maybe they get low energy and things like that and sometimes they could be moody i get moody around technology sometimes when i'm frustrated and i turn into quite the asshole but i will uh be vigilant as the listenership goes up i'm going to assure you i am going to get some of you guys together I am going to do one. I'm going to do, I'd like to do that. I would like to do a Love Island Keys edition here. Because I'm a, that's the one thing I think my greatest skill is as a host. I was really great as a host. Entertaining people, talking to them, introducing into to each other. I think that would be great. And I'm also kind of protective, so... Uh, I'll be on the lookout for the you know people that aren't aren't so nice. You got to watch out for the pretenders, right? But that's it for now. I'd like to thank you for listening, and I'll be back. Uh, well, I'll be back by Tuesday. I got some big goings on 
on Tuesday for my medical thing. I have a little change. I'm going to my third doctor, but thank you for listening. And if you have any questions, please send an email to Jim at Keys Bartender. Dot com, Jim at keysbartender.com. Right now, I don't have a lot of people sending them, but I've been re- responding to them, and a lot of them are personal, so I'm not repeating them. But eventually, someone will, you know, they'll ask me to read it online. Thank you, and this is me signing off. Have a great day. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a karate teacher to trim their hedges. Man, these shrubs are not made of plywood. Don't worry, another few chops should do it. Yeah! Nope! Yeah! Dang! But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Oh, this treehouse looks like particle board. Yeah! There we go. I'm starting to doubt myself. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today.